Hello, folks. Hi. How are you? Grand rising. <laughs> grand. Grand. Rising. The, the rising great, is grand. grand. I'm great. Mm. I'm great. Everything is fine. Mm. I'm only suffering miserably from depression post <laughs> Anahata's fest drop. That's all. That's You're fair. Fine. You're fine. You're going to make it through. You are. Am I? I'm not so sure anymore, but you know. You will. Every day, this side of the grass is a good one. That's true. Mm. I am mostly fine. Mostly. My thing is not moving. Is like there's like little bits of movement. Can you guys still like? Is that okay? I see you and I hear you. It's yours. Yours are a lot smaller than mine and Tabitha's, but you're still there. I know. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'll just have to boost you. I'll 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 do what I can to boost you. Up. All right, I'm gonna boost just. You. She'll raise talk you up, up on this microphone. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> just shove your face into the microphone. Um, <laughs> We're having technical um, difficulties <laughs> because hashtag two Gemini's and a Leo. So yeah, sorry we've been show. gone for so long, guys. So yeah, long. it's been a it's been a hot minute. So when we were at the the purpose of Anahata's, we were recording our live show and then a huge thunderstorm just kind of rained down upon us. So It did. It did. Yeah. yeah. And then we all ran to the gymnasium and just hung out. <laughs> and talked about, <laughs> and talked about uh, the birth chart of the, U- the, the UAP. Yeah. Uh, my hearing. Oh, that was Aliens. fun. It's, it was definitely the weekend of we're just going to make this work. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to shift and make this work. And, and it all it worked. All it did. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. No, it yeah. did. It really, really did. It was wild. It was wild. That's what happens when weekend. you put your faith in the universe. Mm. Bad things? Is that what you're, t- you're telling me? Don't do that? Or no, that no, no. I out? said... <laughs> Yeah, it always works out. Okay. That's what happens. Right. Don't don't put your faith in the you. Don't do that. Yeah, I was like, what? Why do you? It's kind of like you're absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I trust and believe so hard. Yeah, sometimes. Speaking yeah. of the UAPs. Yeah. All right. Sweet. And I know that I believe Mexico ju- is just had theirs. Oh. Like had a thing. I didn't look too far into that. But anyway, our good friend Summer hmm, asked summer. this morning, she said, she saw it on TikTok, but she said, now that we know about aliens, what happens to the men in black? But she's not talking about like Will Smith or, you know, the. Yeah, I think Will Smith like, the creepy, Will, like. Yeah, Will Smith will be fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> will Smith is going to be all right. Yeah, but you know she's talking about like the the weirdos, the weird the weird men in black, you know the ones that aren't normal. I mean, I have an instant answer, and I have no Go. idea if it's correct. Okay, my Go. instant answer is they're still going to be here. They're still going to be things. Just because they gave us a little bit of info does not mean that they're going to tell us everything. Obviously, yeah, because motherfuckers have been having little alien things going on for years and haven't told us shit and been hiding it from. Congress. Yeah. I think that so maybe the they'll all actually get a get promotion weirder. and we'll get more like top security clearance and have to just deal with bigger 
Well, that's the that's also it, it also leads to the question like are the men in black are probably like aliens themselves, right? Because yeah. they act weird. They're like you they're know, like, you hear all kinds of weird ass stories. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely like multidimensional beings. Yeah. What if they just, just get weirder? In. What if they're just like, you know what, they know about us. Let's just tab. Let let our freak flag it's, fly. It's all gonna get weirder. All right. Nice. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Everything. My Gemini son's like, let's watch the world burn, baby. Yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> and be. your sad rising. My sad rising. My sad rising is like, burn it. Ground <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> to the ground. Uh-huh. Oh man, anyway. that was very loud, Tabitha. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm editing that. I did not realize how close my face was to the mic. I'm trying to like lean away. Sometimes it's really necessary though. Yeah. People usually really it's Rachel's. So, so now it's you today. <laughs> I'm with not loud. Un- you shouldn't be. You're just usually the one with the loud unexpected noises. That's all. Yeah. As, as our human soundboard, it's yeah. your duty. Yeah. It is my duty. <laughs> it's my doo doo to be loud. Did you say it's your doo-doo to be loud? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> you're, you're goddamn right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, goddamn right. All right. So, on a hottest so purpose. You, yeah, yeah, what do you want to you want to talk about the poipus? I do. Just just a little bit. I just want to talk about a little bit, you know. Just want to touch tips with it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> touch tips. <laughs> It's like those TikTok people. Yeah, but I'm thinking like penis tips. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I don't that have that. So I have my fingers. That's my fingers <laughs> are touching tips. Okay. So what? Do, how do we want to do this? Do we want to talk about our days? Do we want to talk about our favorite parts? Do we want to talk about what we learned? Do we want to touch yeah. tips? I don't know. What do we want to touch tips? <laughs> And the podcast, meet at Rachel's house, and we'll all just touch touch tips. I love it. It's fine. I'm still processing. I feel that. But I guess everyone is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a common Maybe. theme is like you're all gonna be we're all gonna be processing for a little bit now. Like a little yeah. couple weeks at least. It was just a very weird year for me. Not in a bad way, but in a way that it was different. It was very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, honestly, it felt different and not in a bad way at all. Like it just, yeah. this year felt a lot different than the two years before. And I can't yep. put my finger on why. But also my fest drop is a lot stronger this year than it has been yep. the past two years also. I um, I think I know why. And it's because of what I'm like still processing. So it went off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. even with the storms and having to move the stage into the gymnasium for a five-time mm-hmm. Grammy award-winning bass player. Yeah. <laughs> it still blows my mind. That was so much fun, though. It was. Mm-hmm. So every year I'm normally like super ingrained in like everything. Like, I feel like I have my fingers in everything that's happening 
and I'm pulse checking everything and like putting out fires and or whatever. And this year, the team like didn't let me. Hmm. Like they put me on my own channel on our walkies and things were happening, but everyone was just taking care of it and doing it. And there was, it's like a point where I feel like I set the, I like was so involved in every intention for everything during the event and was just like in the event, you know, like Mm -hmm. spread out. And this year it was like the team took it. And I got to a point where I actually didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, I was like, what is my purpose here at the purpose anymore (laughs) if the team, like they're all handling everything. So I've been like swimming in that because technically that's exactly where you want to get. You want a team that is so fucking good that can just run shit. And it's like the best team, literally the best team. Absolutely. I, I fucking love every single one of them. But now it's like, what do I do now? So that's what I've been personally dealing with. But I feel like because the team took – like they really did a lot of stuff that it's – it was their – it was kind of like their baby this year. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's why the energy was like a little different and it wasn't bad. It was just very different mm-hmm. because – it was the group really spearheading things. Like there were things that were happening that they wouldn't even tell me about till after. And I was Hmm. like, and like it was already handled and done. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's all good things. But I think that that's kind of like, I feel like everyone really shined and they all really pressed their energy into the event. And Mm -hmm. it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's like your kid I went just, off to college. Yeah. Yeah. Did you you were there for the closings, what Deborah said. It was the best analogy ever. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do. What's happening? Yeah. And she was like, Oh, how old is Anna Hada? So I was like six. She's like, Oh, you just dropped your kid off at preschool. Mm-hmm. And you gotta just like trust that all you know, you don't really know what to do, but like you just gotta trust that this is a thing that's happening and that it'll be fine. So, yeah, it was probably the closest I'll ever get to feeling that feeling of, like, dropping my kid off somewhere. (laughs) And it's fucked. So I couldn't imagine, like, actually dropping a child off at preschool. I definitely have trust issues. Yeah. But I'm happy that my team I can trust. Be like, I got to take a nap a couple times. I napped. Nice. Nice. What the fuck? (laughs) It was crazy. And then... And then Margo with the good books, which that might be how I, I reference Margo from now on. <laughs> I actually, I got Margo. So I saw on Facebook, Facebook got me with one of their like stupid, like promotional things that they target you with. Yeah. And I got Margo a book embosser that says this is, the, uh, belongs in the library of Margo Smith. Oh my God. That's like the perfect thing. Did she like? Explode? I I I was like, I think I might wait to tell her that I got her this and let it just like arrive. But you know, with those Facebook things, like you literally never, you never know, know when yeah. it's gonna come. Did so it get like, yet? 
No, no. I just okay. bought it after Anna Hada's. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So does she know about it? Yeah, I told her. Okay. <laughs> you think I could keep that a secret? <laughs> Come on. You're Leo <laughs> showing. Yeah. Um, so Margot with the good books. Margot with, Margo with the good book. So she got me this book, Gemini Witch. Ooh. Oh. And I got home and I was like, really just like, okay, what does it look like for me next step? And blah, blah, blah. Because really, it's fantastic that Anna Hada's got here because now I can work on like other, the next steps of things, you know, right. the next phases of the poetess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I randomly picked this up. And I looked at the uh, contents and then I went to randomly. I just decided to choose page 125, which is my most Gemini witch moment. And it's Laura Tempest, who mm. I guess is a Gemini. I had no idea. Uh, I didn't and, know that. Her, and her whole thing, or maybe she's not, because I tend to have a lot of Gemini witch moments that are pretty out there. The entire, like, four pages, like, it's nothing crazy, is literally my life, is literally what the fuck just happened. So it's crazy. Like, she's literally talking about organizing new events and then getting to the point after so many years where she was able to get other people to run the event. Said I also hosted several performers at my home and picked people up from the airport. In addition, I taught two workshops, had a solo performance with a band, and another one with my students, led folks uh, in community ritual to start off the event and coordinated an after-dinner party. I did all of the producing while going through a divorce, working a full-time design job, and planning a cross-country move. I have probably left out about a half a dozen other tasks that I managed to squeeze in there because that's just how I rolled back then. I now know that it's unhealthy to take on too much, but at the time I didn't see any other way of making it happen, especially with the vision that I had in mind. She's just talking about like doing all of the things. And then finally it was time for the event. People were arriving. I organized and directed the space. I welcomed folks in ritual. I taught, I performed, I vended, I emceed. I put out fires. I herded the mother loads of cats. 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 Um, much while the event was happening but i managed to make it happen and live through it so that's basically been like me all the previous years right yeah thankfully other folks got or got caught up in the whirlwind of the moment and also stepped in when they could help that's all you guys like all of my friends and then also all like the the people just like seeing the things how can i help how can i help right and the first Mm -hmm. event was a hit and folks begged for me to do it again as i was falling asleep into my post event dinner Luckily, those folks also recognized all the work I was doing and stepped up to help out in advance, which made the successes events easier as I learned to delegate authority and hand out tasks. I appointed someone else to coordinate the volunteers, another to handle the vendors. Each one removed one of the tasks off my plate and put it on on competent shoulders, which was still scary as hell when I'd been used to doing everything and worried it was not going to get done right. But I had to remind myself just because my sign is multiple people doesn't mean I can split myself into two. <laughs> she is a Gemini. Such Whoops. a Gemini. <laughs> um, and then she just basically starts talking about when it comes to producing an event, there are essentially two major moments, all the time planning the event in advance and then the event as it's going on. You can plan all you want in careful and carefully calculated detail, which you should, but there's always going to be a surprise or challenge that you didn't see coming. You get better at anticipating potential issues with each successive event. 
but there's always something unexpected to deal with. Flight delays, traffic, temporary loss instruments, massive bad weather systems, sickness, last minute cancellations, vendors who didn't read the emails, dancers who didn't prepare their music properly or who bring a fire hazard on stage, (laughs) sound system issues, venues practically under construction that was supposed to be wrapped up weeks ago, leaving nails and debris on the floor, while moment class movement classes will be taking place the trick is to keep cool and pull the energy of the moment uh, because once an event is underway it's essentially a juggernaut which is so fucking true that is so you that is yeah, that it's... is 100 percent you well I, I came home and it's literally it's so me like i strive to make my events as accessible as possible be it ability or budget, a definite challenge, but so important and necessary to reorg- or to recognize. Like, it's literally the whole thing was me and Margo with the good books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Margo like with the good books. Margo with the good books. But I was talking about how, like, you get to the point where you get the team and then you let it go and then you can work on something else. But now I'm like, oh, wait, what do I work on? But it's like, okay, now I can work on all of the things that I've been wanting to work on right yeah weird that's awesome it's phenomenal gotta be weird though to have that like this was your brainchild this was your baby you know you created this and then just it's got to be like a weird feeling to be able to like almost let go of control a little bit. yeah like watch it happen from the let it out into the world yeah 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 just like, like sit back and kind no, of i've been wanting happen. that but done, now that yeah. i have it i'm like wait a minute <laughs> just kidding yeah <laughs> well i yeah. also thought it was interesting because in I the back. episode that jeremy and i did on the podcast we like specifically like touch on that um and talk about how like beard fest has such a bigger team and how mm-hmm. it's about just trusting the team and just doing that and me going oh i would you know i wonder if that should be something that i do like me questioning that and then it kind of happened um i don't think so much at the degree with beard fest because there's like a hundred people working that event but it's just uh it's just wild and it's exciting but now i can work on the app because there's Mm -hmm. an app now coming soon for google Mm -hmm. But you Apple people can download it. You Apple people. Um, and then I have. <laughs> you Apple people. That's me. So I'm talking about myself. Yeah. yeah. You Apple people. Thank God. Yeah, that's like, that's all three of us. So Yeah, for real. And I finally have the Calendly set up. Like, it's set up, set up. Like, the consulting stuff is ready to go. And distant Reiki sessions yeah. is on there. Uh, and I'm, like, ready. I'm, like, okay. We're going to start doing things. Nice wild yeah nice it is exciting stepping into your purpose yeah yeah your purpose (laughs) that's good and can we were you guys in kim's podcast yeah i think okay so good yeah so fun so fun macy and charlie and their fucking outfits cannot (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> i i just want to go to like the fact that they flipped the bic what? and charlie won this time yeah 
wait, you're talking about Macy and Charlie, right? The podcast? They flipped yeah, it. Macy, they like, flipped literally the lighter when Charlie won. <laughs> Charlie never wins. Yeah, I know that. But why would Macy not always wins every time, time they flip How something? Did I miss that? Charlie won this time. <laughs> you were there. I, they didn't make a big deal out of it. I was what? like, this is a big deal. Whoa. But that was fun. Yeah. Wow. I'm saying. Yeah, good job, Charlie. <laughs> I missed them so much. Charlie, it was listening. it was like it was weird without Macy because Macy's like my camp buddy. So it was weird without her, but it was nice to form other bonds and relationships also. Not that I wouldn't have if Macy was yeah. there, but you know what I mean. It's like she's like my comfort. She's like my my blanket, my my comfort <laughs> blanket. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Like your security, My security blanket. Yeah, she's your blanket. But yeah, this year at the purpose, I taught a Chiron workshop, which I definitely think yeah, you did. I want to bring that. I want to evolve yeah, it and maybe teach it again next year or teach it in between. Because the first time I taught it, I was feeling a little shaky about it on Thursday when I taught it. And I think that was just me getting into my head because that's what I'm best at doing. But then I taught it again on Saturday and it literally felt like I was on fire. Like I was just a flame in front of this room of people. And I just turned it on and it was honestly the best class I've ever taught in my whole entire life. That was, you did so good on Saturday. Like that was, I, I have no words for how amazing that class was. Like you were... Like your presence, you were just calm, cool, collected, like just you made it funny, like you made you you know, you were it was just it was so good. I, I didn't see the Thursday class, but it I know that the Saturday class like yeah. hit me right in the feelings, hit a couple of people right in the feelings. Like Sabrina was sitting next to me just shrinking in her chair, trying to hide under the table because we were all sitting there staring at her. <laughs> Like, because we had discussed our little table, we had discussed, like, at the beginning, like, all right, what's your Chiron placement? <laughs> and then, like, every time something came up, we were all just, like, staring at each other. And just, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just, don't perceive me. I heard you just shrinking in her it. chair. I'm sad I missed it. Thank you. And then, and then Margo, Margo, at one point, you said, I think you said at some point, like, Aquarius thinks everybody hates them and Margo just looks at Sabrina and goes, hey, Sabrina. For those at home that didn't see, she she did a cut throat. You can cut that out. But it's just, <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, that's funny. But you know what? I uh, honestly think that was such a good class. That, that was amazing. It was because I took the reparenting the inner child that my my life changed from that class. <laughs> I'm not even joking really when I say that. Um, so yeah. Thursday I yeah. did the I taught my workshop and then I stayed for my friend Danielle, who was one of our astro hoes. She taught mm. uh, the ebb and flow of the cha- of the chakras. Uh, mm. So I stayed for that, mm. and then I also stayed for Kim's podcast. So I spent like the whole first day in Bethany Three, which was amazing because that's like my sanctuary at Anahata's. I love that room so much. Yeah, 
And then Friday, I woke up and Margo and I trekked it over to the Woodland Pavilion where we did Diane's Ground Your Shit class, which I also really loved. And I loved all the different, like, really interesting ways that Diane was teaching how to ground to the different elements. And I feel like grounding to air might actually be my thing because I I can ground to earth pretty easily, but I'm also really up in spirit a lot and like live up here a lot. So I feel like grounding to air also makes sense for me. And I feel like I do both. I always like bring in the energy from up top and collect the energy and bring it up from the bottom. So I feel like I, I like the the hybrid of both. <laughs> But then after that, um, reparenting the inner child was happening at uh, the Woodland Pavilion. And I was like, well, I'm already here, so (laughs) might as well do it. (laughs) And it was, you know, as well. Erica always teaches Erica Tate um, of quantum psychotherapy, uh, always teaches amazing workshops. But when I did the confronting the shadow the first year i kind of left feeling that workshop not broken but i was definitely releasing a lot of stuff from meeting and integrating my shadow into me i I cried for the rest of the night after i took confronting the shadow (laughs) yeah but after taking reparenting the inner child i kind of felt a sense of wholeness and like a weight that was lifted off my chest that I didn't even know was there. That was my experience was just like, I felt lighter. Right. Oh, thank God. I don't have to carry this anymore. Right. A hundred percent. And I think that's kind of what Mm -hmm. opened me up to feeling more confident and even just like subconsciously too, you know, it wasn't even like a conscious decision that I made because I was still freaking out before the work, before the class. Cause that's just who I am. I'm like, you know, how's it going to go? What's it going to be like? How am I going to do? Like, am I going to give the right information? Are people going to connect? Like that's like my brain, like always before I do readings, workshops, whatever. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, it was just different mm-hmm. and things just feel a lot different. So essentially reparenting the inner child, the workshop was, you know, Erica went around the room and asked if people wanted to share their experience, why they were here, what they were looking to get out of the workshop. She held space for everybody, which was really beautiful. Then did like a little meditation where we like met our inner child. And then this part, some like she gave people the opportunity to leave, which I think is really important because this part was like the most intimidating, but the most amazing <laughs> part of it all. Yeah. You broke up into a group of three, two people were the parent and you were the child and it switched between all three people. And you essentially just got to tell your parents like what you needed to hear from them when you were kids. And then the people in your group like fed it back to you as like affirmations and like words of love and like mantras. And it was just so powerful, not only to be the child, but to also be the parent. Parent. Yes. And to like see Mm -hmm. the change, like the people that I was in the group with, like for the rest of the weekend, you know, we were, I feel like I'm forever bonded to these people now. because you're supposed to shake i took it off but like there was this one girl yeah, uh, this one person that yeah every time i saw her i was like hey dad what's up 
<laughs> just in my soul. But you know, we we created yeah. like a deep bond from that from that process, and yeah, I just it's a very vulnerable space. It is like I yeah. was hysterical the whole time, and. Yeah. Not that that's uncommon for me, but I honestly didn't cry that much this year, which I was surprised about. Like even doing the healing, not good enoughness, I didn't cry at all. And I feel like it's because I got what I needed out of the reparenting the inner child. I got something that I didn't think that, that it, number one, I didn't think that I needed, but also like it was just such a release that it just... I'm not saying that I'm fixed. There's still a lot of shit I gotta go through to, it's a journey, not a destination, but it really opened my eyes to my, my feelings, mm -hmm. my lack of confidence, my, uh, like vulnerabilities, my inability to accept help, my inability to, you know, perform at a level that I know I can because I'm like, putting myself down, you know? So it's just really interesting and really awesome. And I can't remember anything I did after that because it just wiped my brain. It's <laughs> good though. For part. Yeah. And uh, the only other thing yeah. that I really wanted to talk about that was That's like fair. the most phenomenal experience ever was the Eden Spore performance. Yeah. Robin. Oh my God. I know. I don't know where I went, but I wasn't there. It's all improv. I know. It's all insane. of it. Yes. She writes poetry and Wait, stuff. What? Really? And they start all playing oh. music and she just improvs. Like the whole thing is improv. So all of that, like she has a couple songs. That's crazy. But like not many because she literally just yeah. improvs. Which is insane yeah my That's soul amazing. literally left think, my body but like all of them do like all the musicians like every single one of them are improving in the moment yeah it's basically like that's crazy us walking up to an epic jam session with a witch on the mic yeah like that's <laughs> i got to do her morning uh meditation yeah. thing too and that was really beautiful yeah, I could yeah. see that. It was she's so powerful. Mm -hmm. I, I I definitely need to see her perform again, like soon. She always performs at Beardfest, and she always changes the weather during her performance. Okay, that's crazy. Literally, <laughs> I, like it'll be raining and then rain will stop, hmm. or it'll be sunny. It'll rain while she's huh. like for a portion of her performance, and then it stops. That's crazy. <laughs> Every year, <laughs> nine years in a row now. Like it's just, well, I don't know about nine. I don't know. I haven't been other. But it's like every time I've seen her, at least the oh, past shit. like five, <laughs> that happens when she's singing at Beard Fest. Yeah, yeah, she is yeah. super powerful. I didn't even have yes. words to say to her. I wanted. To, I went up to her. Mm -hmm. I saw her in like the food line the next day. She was in front of me, and I wanted to say so many things, but the only thing I could say is thank you. I was like, I literally, I have no other words. <laughs> yeah. But it was Aww. such an amazing and beautiful release, yeah. and that was on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was after I've already did all of this stuff that was like my teaching my Chiron class was my last responsibility. I kind of just like was able to just let loose and connect and mm -hmm. 
that's what I did. And it was amazing. And I'm bummed because I didn't catch the whole set. So this is how I feel after only catching half the set. I could imagine how I, how I would have felt if I was there for the whole thing. But she right. even said she was, when I was speaking with her, I said, you know, I was bummed. I didn't get to hit, see the whole set. And she was like, well, as you can imagine, it builds and builds and builds. So the part that you caught of it is actually like the most powerful part of the whole performance. So she was like, you know, it's okay that you, that you miss the other parts. Right. <laughs> At Beardfest, she went into a whole yeah. moment where she was talking about gathering with like her witches and stuff. And it was like this really beautiful, she was like talking about like her people around like a fire. And then she just got into this whole thing. It's like one second she's creating the scenery and the next second she was just screaming at the most beautiful tone ever. This is the power of the light or this is the battle of the light or something. I don't know. It was like wild. And then Leslie and I are just crying <laughs> up on the balcony and we're just like, what? Like it's, it's insane. Yeah. The, the feelings that Robin will make you feel. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I've never danced like that in my life. Just I just felt my body just doing what it needed to do. It was so healing and rejuvenating. It was amazing. I also wanted to shout out the people that I hung out with a lot this purpose. The the biddies, the biddies and the ditties and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jess. Mm. Mm-hmm. and Jess and just and the, the most and Danielle and you know Margot, Claire, Tabitha just honestly it was I could not have asked for a better week it was just so amazing everything about it was great um even Lisa and Jamie like we're we're like our parents in Webster they took care of us so well with getting us like air conditioners air and fans <laughs> I just I want to wake up every morning and get a Jamie hug. Oh my God. Jamie made me feel so safe. It's not even funny. I don't yeah. know. Always. He just his presence. Always. Yes. And so the, where, where we were sleeping in Webster, mm-hmm. there were like the three like little twin sized beds in like this corner area. So it was Phoenix, me and Jamie. And because all the beds were so close, it was kind of like we were all sleeping in one king size bed together. Um, <laughs> And it was it yeah. was hysterical. <laughs> but like even just having his presence next to me while I slept, it was just it really made me feel very safe and secure and gave me the ability to sleep because I have a hard time sleeping outside mm-hmm. of my house. Same. So yeah. Sunday, so Sunday night when he wasn't mm-hmm. there, I was like tossing me and too. turning all night. And I was like, damn it, Jamie, <laughs> why did you leave me? I know they had to. I know they had to deal with some, some <laughs> things, which uh, sending them a vibe because I love them. But yeah. Um, yeah. it they they both yeah. just made us yeah. feel like they made it a home. Leslie too. Leslie brought like a bunch of really amazing lights. We set up the mm-hmm. star lamps. Like we really just like made it feel very homey, and it was very, it was very yeah. special. I'm glad I knew there's a whole vibe would, in like, there. Yeah, fit right in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Obviously, there's no replacing Ruth. Mm. But I was like, I'm going to put Leslie in Ruth's spot. Yeah. Mm -mm. And like, it kind of like they look like they could be related. That's true. 
Mm. <laughs> you know, like they could be cousins. Yeah. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. This is a perfect person to put. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This is so it was an amazing thought. purpose yeah. for me. I had a really great time. Oh. It was so nice to see all of our friends and family and to just reconnect with people and to be in community and oh one other thing i know i just keep saying like and i'm done but one other thing <laughs> but for real this is the last thing so, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> so wednesday night Except for the next no, before everything started a couple of us were there and we hiked up to the woodland pavilion uh in the dock which was a lot of fun and we all kind of sat together in a circle and Leslie led us in a chant that she created when she was, um, she said, like, I believe that the story was, I may be wrong, but I believe that the story was she was traveling over a bridge and the weather was really bad and she was feeling very scared, essentially, because scary. And she came up with this chant that helped her feel really protected and safe. So she taught us this chant. So we were all like singing it and like connecting and just being together in the moment before the purpose started. And we like put out crystals and like somebody brought like a lantern. So we like made it so that it looked like a candle. And it was just such an amazing connection and like a beautiful setting of amazing people. And Rachel, we kept calling your name, not that you could have he heard us from the Woodland Pavilion, but we were like, Rachel! <laughs> and then people kept driving by on golf I just cars. appreciate it so much because <laughs> I, I, I feel like I must have been there in spirit. Like it, it literally makes my eyes water to know that y'all were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then people kept driving by on golf carts <laughs> and we were like, is Rachel with you? <laughs> we need Rachel. <laughs> um. So and it, so we went through all of that. It was amazing. And as we were closing the circle, we heard the mysterious noise of anahadas that Rachel makes. That when we heard it, sound? but we heard that four times in a row, like consistently, like quickly four times in a row and everybody was like oh it's probably rachel like they like uh, they told rachel that we were here she's probably playing tricks on us i was like rachel cannot do that the way that that just happened i was like i hear rachel make that noise all the time there's no way she could have made that noise as consistently and as quickly as that noise just happened so i my theory is that it's just the land it's the anahata's it's the land that campanaba is on and it's just, to me, it felt like, thank you for the offering. You know, it was kind of like we were giving an offering to Campanaba before Anahata's and to Anahata's purpose before it even started. And to me, it was kind of like, it felt like a thank you. It didn't feel malicious or scary or of malintent or anything. It felt like a welcome and a thank you. I wonder if that's the sound my ward makes. Maybe. I don't know. I heard it outside my tent, <laughs> though, when I was by myself. And that was know. the worst thing ever. But I heard I, it's the exact same thing. Like, the exact same thing that you said. Mm. It was too fast for Rachel to do it, but it was that noise. And huh. I had, I had, a, I had I like, two little spooky 
to the two little spookies. I gotta say, the word was, was really strong this year, and spookies. maybe you guys doing that uh, amped it up because did you guys mm-hmm. you guys know about the murderer that was on the loose during yes. Anahata's? <laughs> so like we were keeping tabs mm-hmm. on it, and yeah. the guy was like, oh, like not coming near us, not coming near us. On the last day, on Monday, when we were finishing cleaning up, we left around like. Like it, there was a few that left later because a couple of uh, the people went like canoeing and stuff. By like six, everyone left. By ten p.m. that night, mm-hmm. Spring City was on lockdown because he was there. Like, I feel like the the ward kept the guy away. <laughs> Definitely, which is just funny. I mean, but he's a passionate yeah, murderer. I think so. I don't know if he would. I don't know. He had a gun though. Mm-hmm. That's just wild. He was found like down the. At the John Deere, yeah, thing it was wild. I don't know, but I kept saying, yeah. like, what if he like st- strolls up on a, on reparenting the inner child, like just sits in <laughs> and just starts crying, and he's like, oh, just sits so down and just starts crying. And yeah. Meanwhile, I flip the coin and I'm on the other side, and I'm thinking <laughs> about like American Horror Story Coven when the axe man comes in and like the girls are like, we don't need a man to protect us. And then we just like stab the shit out of him mm. if he tries to kill us. I mean, <laughs> yes. But we, we all have yeah. the necklace knives, right? So Fair. <laughs> we do all have necklace knives. Also, Tim always jokes around saying that yeah. the bear ever walks on the property. Like he's obviously going to get it. Yeah. Because he's like, a master archer. <laughs> uh, and then we'll all just have like bear meat for dinner. <laughs> but I was like, that's for me. I'm like, I feel fine between Listen. Kevin, Kristen, and and Tim. I'm like, we good. And Cheryl. Cheryl's mm-hmm. the secret weapon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Highland game Cheryl. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> She'll fucking whip someone's ass. <laughs> yeah. She's the she's the speak soft and carry a big stick type. You know? She's just like lurking. She is the big right stick. There. Yeah. She's <laughs> just like creeping out from the mind. shadows. Yeah, absolutely. What's your other spooky that happened? Mm. So I was camping. I was up at Sky Hill and I was camping. Thursday night I was Ooh. by myself. And that's when I heard the get used Rachel to it. noise. <laughs> yeah. That gives me chills now. But Sunday night, uh, Sabrina and I were like playing by the buddy system. Like we're like, okay, don't go anywhere by yourself, you know, because she made fun of me because the first year I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night by myself. She was like, don't ever do that shit again. We're going. You're fine. You can we're go clasping pee. hands the whole time. So we went to. I know. <laughs> I know. But uh, so I woke her up. It was like five o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And I had to go to the bathroom. So we went, we walked to the bathroom. We came back and we walked into the tent. We were laying back down to go back to sleep. And we're both like right on the verge of going back to sleep. And we hear like the bottom of our tent. Like it's like a different type of material. It's like a tarpy material. We hear like a step. And it was kind of raining. So I was so but like we both like we were both facing each other and our eyes snapped open at like the same time. We were like, oh, what the fuck? So then we were just like, oh, it's just the rain. Like it was just the rain and just probably maybe like the moisture on the inside of the tent or whatever, like dripped onto the floor. Um, So we closed our eyes 
We're going back to sleep. And we heard it again. But this time it was two. And again, we were, our eyes, like, it was, it was, it's a little comical, like, looking back on it because our eyes were just, like, yeah. at, like snapped open at the same time, just height. looking at each other. And then we were just like, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. We're all just like, you know, we're, uh, what, what's the word? <laughs> the kids are, we're all a little bit, we are, we're being a little Delulu, I think is what the kids are saying nowadays. So uh, we were just like, it's fine. It's just like, and then we heard actual footsteps, like, inside the tent. And I was like okay and then i was just like i i i did my shield yeah. and then i just like exploded the shield i was like get out but yeah. I was, but i had warded the tent i don't think it was bad yeah. i think it was just like hey guys what are you guys doing up what are you guys doing we maybe hang it out? was upset because we, like, you partying, didn't wake but it up was still like to, like maybe it needed to go to the bathroom too maybe it's like how maybe are you gonna was, leave without me i needed to pee yeah. also yeah <laughs> that's creepy yeah yeah I think that's what it was. But anyway, no, it was it was just like a weird but it was yeah, that yeah. third time that it happened, it was obvious footsteps. Like it wasn't like, you know, cuz like I don't know, I was thinking like maybe like cuz it was really humid, there was like condensation on like the inside of the tent, so I was thinking that maybe it was just kind of dripping down. But it was always right as we were about to go back to sleep. And the last time there was no mistaking it, it was footsteps. And it was like on the other Creepy. side of the tent. I mean, so it was just really. If it's gonna happen, but it was to anybody, inside. It was I'm glad inside. it happened to uh, so. the one who taught the protection magic and killed it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what Diane said because I was talking to Diane about it. And she's like, "Well, did you ward the tent?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "All right, then you're good." And she's like, "It wasn't bad." And that's what I. That's I really just feel like it was kind of like, "Hey guys, what are you came guys in doing? The meep. You guys up? We wake? We party? We hanging out? Mm-hmm. What are we doing?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you talked. Anyway, you so those were my two little spookies. So good. You did. Margaret, it's so good. I did. I did. Yeah, we did. That was good. And I think that that's actually like, that was kind of my theme for the year is like, because I thought about going to reparenting the inner child. I know that that's something that I need to do. But I think that it kind of came from like a different. Like, I kind of came at it from a different aspect this year. I didn't plan shit (laughs) past my first day. Like, I was like, I didn't, I was just like, I have my class at one o'clock. I just have to get there because I didn't get there until Thursday morning after I had to drop, I dropped the kids off at school and then I, I went up there and I just want to shout out to Kel and Malcolm and Seamus because they saved my ass. I love them. They saved my ass. They all like converged, like just upon Aww. my tent and like <laughs> helped me set it up in time. And I would not have been able to set it up in time without the three of them. So thank you guys so much. You were <laughs> amazing. And I thanked them about 8 million times. So this is 8 million and one. But yeah, I didn't plan anything past that first class. And then I just kind of, and Margo and I met up and we were like, we had notes and stuff and we were just kind of like, should we just like, we shouldn't just read from the notes because it doesn't sound like it doesn't. So we were just like, let's just fucking wing it. <laughs> so we winged it and it was really cool because I wasn't nervous. I wasn't, I was just kind of, it was almost like I was like out of body. Like I was just like, I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing right now. I'm just going to do it. And then once I had that down, I was like, 
once I did that yeah. first class, I was like, I'm good. I'm solid. I'm solid. So that was a really good class. Uh, I don't <laughs> remember anything that I said mm-hmm. because I think I blacked mm-hmm. out. Uh, <laughs> but I think that that's kind of where my a little bit of my healing came from because it was like people came to a class, obviously, you know, with Fargo too, but like people came yeah, to a yeah. class to hear what I had to say. And like that was that's a big deal for me because it's almost like and I was kind of like it's funny because it was like last week, poor Anthony. I'm like laying in bed in the middle. It's like we're we're about to go to sleep. And I'm just like, I never had a voice growing up. I was never able to say anything. And Anthony's just like, what are you talking about? And I was just like, it was just like exploding out of my brain. I was like, it makes sense. Like, this is what's happening. I understand now. Like, you know, this is that's where my healing came from was like speaking up and having a voice and like not just shutting myself mm-hmm. down because somebody else had something, you know, you know what I mean? Like not just letting other people speak or just, you know, like holding space for myself a little bit. So that was really cool. And that's where my healing came from. And then my favorite class that I took, because it almost I almost feel like mm. it was kind of a blur, was Casey's I heard really good things. power. Snake about your class. class too. I was so bummed that I couldn't that, make it, but I heard oh. amazing things from so many people about the protection magic class. That's good. I'm happy that people got something out of it. Cause that's that's what I opened up with, like with both classes. I was like, this is like our first time teaching anything with the first class. I was like, this is our first time teaching anything. So if you hate it, don't tell me to my face because I'll cry. <laughs> and a lot of people have come from your Chiron class and they were like, where's your Chiron at? Like, as soon as I said that, they were like, where's your Chiron? And I was like, it's cancer. So I'll definitely cry. But um, yeah, Casey's Fear to Power Snake Magic class was really, really good. Uh, we made these super powerful little spell jars at the end. So I now have a rattlesnake, little snake skin in a yeah. little jar. And it's badass. But yeah, that's where it was really good. It was it was a good weekend for me. And I feel like it's just kind of catching up. And, you know, like you don't always see a theme until like the end of it. And that was what it was for me was just being able to facilitate a class with Margo and like, you know, people no, coming to hear what I had to say. And Margo too, obviously. I'm not trying but to But it's a big theme for Margo you to anything, let your voice it was just be heard. Like, yeah, it was just in general. Ever since we started the podcast, that's something that you've been working exactly. toward, you know? So I will say one of the overarching themes right. collectively right. was safety yeah. and feeling safe. Which I mean you have mm-hmm. to feel safe mm-hmm. to be able to step into that. Like you felt, you felt good about it. Exactly. Uh, and you kind of transmuted that and realized like you have yeah. all of it in you to do the things. You don't need to get it from anyone mm-hmm. else. Except maybe yeah. with Jamie sleeping. Well, I also forgot <laughs> until we were talking about the little spookies, how haunted Webster was. Mm. How could I forget that? That's my favorite. How could I forget that? I would just be sitting there and I would just hear whispers of people talking and I wasn't the only one that heard it. Margo and Claire also heard it. And the first night that we were there, there were like these really heavy footsteps walking through the loft upstairs. And it was kind of, somebody said, put it in the way that it kind of felt like a camp counselor coming to check on the kids. 
kind of vibe. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like anything malicious. It was just mm. the energy of an energy impression. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of that yeah. in Webster. I think there's a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. There's a probably, I think there's a lot of that there. It's also like think of the energy yeah. of a summer camp. Mm-hmm. Multiple. Like that's some, yeah, for the past yeah. hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. that's some energy buildup. Yeah. Like, there's definitely going to be energetic yeah. impressions for sure. on the property. Sweet. <laughs> so, Absolutely. yeah, that was the purpose. Anything else you guys want to drop about it before we move on? Now that we've been talking about it for an hour. <laughs> oh, I want to remind everyone that came to our live show to mail the sticker to CERN. Oh, yes. Hal CERN. We have to we have to Sorry. find the address and put it in the Astro Lounge. I will get it right now. Okay. That'll be great. We oh, we got him certain stickers. We still have a few left over. So uh what we're gonna do is mm-hmm. we're going to mail them to CERN and we're mm-hmm. gonna see what um, happens. I'm best friends. <laughs> I just I just want an invite. I just that's all I want in my life is an invite. I would just, I just love I just go. if, like, CERN posted it, like, on Instagram. I just want to go. <laughs> on their computer or on their water bottle, it just says, hail CERN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want, I want. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm like, what is campaigns? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the campaign. Who yeah. did the this? The campaign is, is us getting to CERN. Mm. <laughs> I'm manifesting it. Can't wait. Guys, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> Send Rachel to CERN. I want to go to Switzerland. There you go. Yeah. Same. I, I think, think it's a great a idea. idea. I, I agree. think it's the best idea ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. So now we should move on to the actual topic of our, oh, man. <laughs> of our podcast. Fair. Not that Anahatas isn't a topic yeah. because it is a topic that, as you guys know, we could stretch out for five episodes and still not have enough to say about mm-hmm. it. So it's true. It's true. I'm like just trying to yeah. not not what like not go down a rabbit hole. Oh, <laughs> or continue down the rabbit hole. Continue down the rabbit hole. I'm like, I'm just not going to talk about it as much. I just got to be there. Yep. Well, so I have a couple of <laughs> friends that wanted to go this year that it didn't work out for them. And they, after me coming back, they were like, I'm going next year. I was like, mm-hmm. you better. Tickets go on sale usually in like March or April. You better be fucking ready. <laughs> Next. So, Libra season. That's your moon, Yay! Tabitha. Libra. <laughs> Uh, so this year, Libra season is happening September is. 23rd, 2023 to October 22nd, 2023. And do you know that that information just came from nj.com, mm. newjersey.com? <laughs> Rachel, did you write wow. this article? <laughs> Thanks, New Jersey. I did. Actually, I did. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so as in in the fashion of what we have been doing, uh, we've been trying to do the stories uh, and all of them have been disappointing. So except for Virgo, yeah. Virgo was OK. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now we're moving on to Libra, the scales. 
uh, and I'm going to read it from the only astrology book you'll ever need, which is a fallacy. And uh, Tabitha also has some really great <laughs> info from uh, Margo with the Good Books. She uh, Margo with the Good Books. <laughs> I do. It's very. I feel like we should just. I'm just going to shout her. I, yes. yes. We're talking about Margo. We talk about Margo. Go, go listen to her podcast. Yeah. She's amazing. So, <clears throat> just in case. Yeah. Libra is the seventh astrological sign and the only one to have a symbol that is neither an animal nor human. That's interesting. The scales represent balance and justice, hmm. harmony and equilibrium. Like the previous sign, Lib Virgo, <laughs> we're talking about Libra. I'm like, like the previous sign, Libra. Uh, <laughs> like the previous sign, Virgo. Libra. Libra is associated with the harvest. For in ancient times, grain and crops were weighed on scales after they were harvested. Did. <laughs> this, the scales also have more hmm. profound symbolism. <laughs> they are the scales of judgment for the dead where the souls are weighed. In Egyptian religion, the scales of judgment were the sole province of the god Anubis, conductor of souls. Anubis, who had the head of a jackal, guided the dead through the underworld and made sure they were weighed fairly. He was the master of balance. The scale, if as it were. There is in existence a painting called the Papyrus of Ani, dated around 1500 B.C., that shows a judgment scene. Anubis is crouched by a large scale weighing the heart of a dead person. In one bowl of the scale rests the heart. In the other bowl, truth sits, symbolized by a feather. In this depiction, the scale is equally balanced. In Egyptian religion, the dead heart or soul had to be in harmony with truth before it can pass into the afterlife. The scales have also been associated with the concept of justice and the law. We have all seen statues of embodiment of justice. She is the woman who is blindfolded and who has the scale, who holds the scales in her hands. The scales are a symbol of impartiality, of rendering, of rendering to each person his or her rightful duty. In Greek mythology, justice was also represented by the god Themis, mother of Astraea. Themis and her daughter Astraea are the constellations of Libra and Virgo, who shine side by side in the firmament. <laughs> what? Who, sh who shine side by side? I'm just leaving it at that. The legend is that when the human race finally reaches its golden age, Theomis, who symbolizes justice, and her daughter, Astraea, who symbolizes innocence, will return to Earth. I didn't realize how intertwined they were. But it's like, mom and daughter. Me neither. Hmm. So I feel oh, like this didn't tell me how it got into the sky Jeez. at all. But... <laughs> I'm gonna look. But I do like no. the story of uh, Anubis, because that's something that always has interested me. The weighing of the heart to the feather. 
Yeah. But yeah, so it's all about balancing the scales Mm -hmm. and finding that balance and harmony and connecting to what parts of us need to to balance. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to find it. I just want to know how I got Um, in the sky. I know one of the things here is it's another thing that is called is the road to the sun. Oh. Yeah. And that has to do around like oh. with the with the harvest, but I feel like that can also deal with the afterlife, yeah. like what you were just talking about, like following that, like that being the scales, like the road yeah. to beyond, yeah. beyond, beyond. Um, but one thing here that I find really interesting is they're kind of talking about the correct pronunciation of Libra. Is not Libra, but it's like library. So it should be like Libra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. Which then ties into like huh. books, right? Like librarian. Wow. And Anubis is tied yeah. to the Egyptian god Hermes, which is like higher learning, education, things along those lines. So I find that kind of interesting mm. uh, how that kind of ties in. Um, Libra. I don't know if I'll ever be able to say it that way, but but I like it, and it makes yeah, a I lot like of it. sense because I, I also feel like Libras yeah. are really good with forming, like with writing, but also with reading. People that have really prominent Libra placements are really great with like research mm-hmm. and connecting to different parts of reading and writing like somebody that has a libra mercury is probably really good at making like dissertations like they're very good at like getting their thoughts down on paper not for themselves but for other people and for other things (laughs) like yeah i was gonna say not good at not good at decisions but we can margo has a lot of libra places this whole episode (laughs) is just about margo sorry go ahead (laughs) i'm listening Listen. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love Margot. That's true. She, she is a and she is so knowledgeable on everything. Like she we'll just be talking about something random and Margot will be like, "Oh yeah, in this book by this she author on the, like she'll just like whip it out and I'm just like, "Whoa." <laughs> she just whips it out. Sounds, sounds about right. Kate Winslet is a Libra. Titanic. Yeah. The mm. end. <laughs> Um, what was it that we were talking about that we learned from Virgo about how Virgo and Scorpio were the same sign and then Libra separates them? It's like the bridge. It's the bridge between. Between. Yeah. That was so many episodes ago. <laughs> Not even. It was like two it, episodes ago. It, but I know, but for us, it was like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it was so long. But I could see yeah. that, especially with this theory of it being the path towards the sun essentially it's the it's the roadway between life the and sun. death the yeah. roadway between innocence and and transformation mm-hmm. yeah between the light and the dark it connects both of them with justice and morality and just connection and how to discern things i feel like even though Libras have a lot of indecisiveness tagged to them, like they're really good 
at discerning what is right and what is wrong, especially when it doesn't have to do with them, you know, when it has to do with other people. And that's where the justice comes in, like, mo- mm-hmm. like they feel like are great mediators, like lawyers. Yeah, I mean, Kim Kardashian's going to law school, right? Or just finished. She's, she's a Libra. Really? I didn't know that. There's some yeah. Libras on here that I don't think the book included. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Famous Libras. Snoop Dogg. Did, did we know Snoop was a Libra? Who? It's really not a shocker uh, at all. Snoop. Oh. Oh. That makes so Snoop, much sense to me. Usher, Little Wayne, Cardi B, Eminem, yeah. Will Smith, yeah. Neo. All Remember the rappers. Neo, Neo makes yeah. me feel so many feelings. Fucking Neo. Holy shit. What a throwback. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, go listen to uh. Neo. He makes you feel a lot of feelings. <laughs> Neo is, yeah, listen. My dad yes. used to, I think it's, isn't mm-hmm. he the one that like did the So Sick of Love song song? Was that him? My dad used to make fun of that song so bad because he'd just be like, just shut the fucking radio but off. It's also- I don't know what your problem is. Just stop listening to the radio. If you hear a love song, come on, shut it off. And my He's dad so sick of love Libra, songs. So Meanwhile, he makes all the Libra. love songs. Yeah. That's a, that's a Libra for you. I'm yeah. so sick of love songs, but I'm going to make all of the love songs. Yeah. <laughs> make them. I'm going to make them. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna yeah. make a love song about how sick I am of love songs. <laughs> I wanna I wanna know what's in this book <laughs> that you have acquired from Marco with the good books. Okay, I'm just gonna say really fast because I just I was kind yeah. of like listening to it Do and that. I just made some connections. Like All right, we're we're connecting things. Um, so it's interesting that Libra is kind of like the beginning of the fall Mm -hmm. like it's the fall equinox i believe is the first day or pretty close to that and the the weighing between uh, like the afterlife the the, and the pathway to the afterlife is really interesting because right now in like greek mythology persephone is making that journey to the afterlife so it was just i don't know it was just made or not to the afterlife but to go be with hades for the three months out of the year yeah so uh, this is when things start dying and, you know, and then when she comes back in the spring, that's when things start coming back to life. So that was just really interesting how like connected Libra is with the I feel like and, and like it's interesting to associate Libra with death because Aries is life. You know, Aries is the burst of new life and where we associate Scorpio with death a lot. It's like with the the whole story of Persephone and Hades, Mm -hmm. it is the beginning of the end Libra season. Yeah. It's also Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year, where we are judged Mm -hmm. and we stare and start. Yeah. So this is actually the Jewish New Year starts now. Yeah. And it's all about basically scales weighing that shit i feel like a lot of jewish history really links up to astrology and it's a lot of the jewish holidays are based around the moon correct the whole structure the calendar is a moon based that's where the jewish podcast Mm -hmm. basically go listen to that but about how like the term witch is tied to jewish people because they 
you know, Shabbat happened at sundown and different things at night. And it was always like our month and everything, the years by the moon and X, Y, and Z. And also there's like a holiday of the trees that happens. You know, it's like very nature-based. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. people coming in and being like, have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> It's very linked. It's very linked to it. And I got to get back onto that book that I was reading. There's an astrology book that I purchased that's like specifically a Jewish astrology book. And it talks about all of that. I think you read from that book oh, when uh, maybe it was Leo season. I don't remember. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was talking about the story, like how it all plays out into one story, all the zodiacs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shana Tova, all of my all of my Jewish friends. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> I feel like I have to say it like that. That's fine. So Margo with the good books, what'd she get you? Always. Margo gave me a gift. And it might be the greatest. She gifted, she gifted the podcast this because this is an this is an important book. It is called how to Spot a Bastard by His Star Sign by Adele Lang and Sus- Susie Raja. And it says, look no further. Everything you need to know about men and their star signs. But astrologers <laughs> are it. too polite to tell you. And Everyone. it just drags. <laughs> Everybody. By their star sign. Uh, specifically gear towards men but you can use it however you want i feel like it might be like an old book after i didn't really look at how like when it was published but oh yep early 2000s oh so, okay so it's not i'm super looking old, up adele but... right now and her first novel <laughs> is titled confessions of a sociopathic social climber nice. <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like i feel like this chick is a fucking vibe. Yeah. I listen, I'm going to read. So I'm going to read the first two paragraphs because there's like four pages just describing, just dragging, I should say, Libra men. Okay. I'm going to read Sorry the first two all paragraphs. Of you Libra men in advance. Yeah. Libra. Yeah. I apologize yeah. in advance. Yeah. We love you. But it's okay. You're going to learn something about yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get <laughs> Listen, ready to see. Libra moon. My Libra moon relates hard to this. And it's just like, okay, you know, I get it. Yeah. But here we go. The Libra bastard. The poor confused <laughs> bastard. It's not his fault. Life in the modern world is getting more and more complex. And there are so many decisions to make. Hmm. He now has to decide between gel and mousse to style his hair every morning. And the stress is unbelievable. 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 I wonder if Polly D's a Libra. Oh. <laughs> Look it up. I want to know. I need to know. Uh, so you can just imagine the pressure he's under when he has to decide whether or not to ask you out. What if he does? Discovers he really likes you and wants to see you again. What if he sees you again and likes you even more? Then he'd have to keep on seeing you, which would probably lead to a major commitment like marriage and kids. And he's not quite sure where to take the family on their annual vacation or where the boys should go to school. <laughs> Before so you've even go. dated. Before, Before you even started dating. He even asked you out. Okay. 
So at the end, after it just drags for four pages, <laughs> we find out how to spot one, where to find one, how to intrigue one, the first date, when to do the deed, oh. when to pop the question, if he dumps you and if you dump him. So to start, how to spot one. He's the charmingly boyish, well-dressed one with the nicely blow-dried hair and the vacant expression on his face. <laughs> the vacant is Paulie D. Okay, all right. I can't, I can't. No, he's he's a cap oh. or he's a he's a all cancer. Right. But listen, listen. I I know I was gonna wait to say this, but I'm Go. gonna say it now. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, our baby. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. they're not going to be able to hear the live show, so they're not going to know that. That's so sad. Jeff but tell me that that also, it doesn't, I mean, that tracks. Yes. Yeah. He does yeah. kind of just have this vacant look in his eye. And he's like, Charmingly boyish, well-dressed, nicely blow-dried hair, and a vacant expression. Yeah, that's Jeff Goldblum. That's our boy. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's the boy. I think the next so. episode we should do Jeff Goldblum's chart. It's, it'll still be Libra yeah. season. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Where to find one? <laughs> At Forks in the Road, in modern dual flushing toilets, or on the judging panel of a Miss Universe contest. Oh. 100%. In fact, anywhere. In, in fact, anywhere there are trivial decisions to be made. Because we'll stay there forever and get stuck. <laughs> How to intrigue one. Appear to be Giselle, fresh from a Victoria's Secret shoot. Appear to be carefree and unused to heavy thoughts. This is fucked up. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Appear to be very young with overdeveloped breasts. Then wait with the patience of an angel for him to make a move. <sighs> but at the same time, he doesn't want to make the move. So you're going to be waiting a long no, time. He's like, you're going to be waiting. That's why they say the patience of an angel, because he has to decide. He has to figure out where you guys are going to go on a family vacation before he can even ask you to go out. To school. Yeah, before he even asks you out. When does Libra season end? What's the date? October 22nd. Okay, never mind. Continue. <laughs> the first date. So the first date with the Libra is usually quite wonderful. He'll take you to a popular place where the wine, you chose it, wit, yours that is, and conversation, yours again, will flow. <laughs> He'll even pick up the check with a generous flourish. He's seen other men do it. <laughs> so why did you have to go and spoil it all by asking if he's going to call you again? <laughs> so mean. <laughs> so mean. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. When to do the deed. Oh. Hold out as long as possible. It's not like you'll be missing anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh. Stretch it out for a year or two while he's busy deciding whether or not to date you. In any case, it'll end up being your decision and therefore your fault. <laughs> Fair. When to pop the question? When you want the relationship to end. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah. That's it. That's it. When you want the relationship to end. Yeah. If he dumps you, this means that he has met somebody else as he's incapable of ending a relationship without the help from a grown-up. If you try to get him back, it'll just confuse him. Whether or not he goes or stays, he'll claim you forced him into the into the decision. Best to leave well enough alone. 
and if you dump him. Libra will be settled, happily or not, with a new partner before the ink is dry on the dear, insert appropriate standard boy's name here, letter you send him. <laughs> you could feel outraged at the speed with which he forgets you. Then again, you'll pro- you'll find it impossible to continue to take him that seriously. And there you go. There you go. That's well, what we shit. Have. <laughs> well, There's shit. Just, it's, and then just, that was after four pages, four pages of just dragging them. <laughs> It's a beautiful book. It is. It's perfect for us. It is. It's very sarcastic and hilarious. But like, yeah. I get it. I get it. The The thing with the uh, trying to figure out where the boys are going to go to school before you've even asked a question. Really? I really related to that <laughs> because <laughs> I will sit there and think about something and I will literally plan for you like in my head yeah like, what if this happens i will figure out the trajectory that that is going to set my life on yeah. and that's why i can't make a decision mm-hmm. that is the libra struggle it's also like mm-hmm. not only indecision but also like expectation mm-hmm. and like setting up that expectation in your mind and it just creates a whole clusterfuck of possibilities it so does. yeah so anyway thank you Margo. i feel like libra and Go ahead. Sorry. Margo with the good books. Margo no, that's books. fine. I was just going to say, I feel like Libra and Cancer clasp hands on that. Mm. You know, on the uh, the expectations. Yeah. Just clasping <laughs> hands. Just an absolute gem. And we've been doing the tarot cards. Mm-hmm. So the two, tar- the two major arcana cards that are associated with Libra are the Empress and Justice. And then I... I'm getting it. I'm you it. got it, girl. And I have a deck called the Zodiac Tarot, which I really love. And it shows all of the different, like it has all of the astrological symbols in the top corners of the cards. So I also pulled the other cards that were associated with Libra. We're not going to go through all of them, but just so that you guys know which ones are associated. There is the Ace of Swords, which is associated with all of the air signs. Mm, that's my shit that is your shit there is the two of swords which is associated with the libra moon there is the three of swords which is associated with saturn in libra and there is the four of swords which is associated with jupiter in libra so i i find it really interesting that it's like one two three four Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that at first but it's pretty cool yeah the two of swords for the libra moon tracks yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna start with telling you the uh affirmations mm. for the justice card Do it. which in the deck it is the adjustment card mm. just throwing that out there but um i am balanced and centered this one i like i value being truthful in difficult situations mm. i honor my word and commitments the abundance and beauty of nature is a reflection of my own nature. Can you just so say like that, that one again? Yeah. The abundance and beauty of nature is a reflection of my own nature. Whoa. Wow. Because we are mm-hmm. nature. We are. In fact. And that's for the justice slash adjustment card. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are different affirmations um, and things to ponder on, things to maybe write about. Um but I also think that it's 
cool if you think of scales being balanced and like being able to like see it's almost like mirrored as well Mm -hmm. when it's like out of balance you can't see exactly what's on the other thing knowing that it is balanced and we are also nature anyway (laughs) no i love that don't 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 me 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 past that that it's another duality that's not really yeah. discussed. Even though the scales are one thing, there's still the duality of the two sides. Yes. Yeah. And it's also, if you, in looking at nature and then looking at the nature of yourself, it can look like two very different things. Similar to the Egyptian god weighing your heart mm-hmm. against the feather. Those, you look at those two things and it's different. Like that's a completely different thing. It looks completely different. How is my heart going to weigh the same as this feather? Mm-hmm. and not be heavier and but at the same time it's balanced because it is still of the same origin and nature wow it's deep my mind was just blown oh yeah jet.com style sweet yeah oh damn i'm like damn. which one of these sounds that we have would be good for that but none, none of, of them, them are good for unfortunately. it unfortunately yeah um all right you ready hit me ready. so the adjustment slash justice as a growth symbol. That's mm. what that's what does. So whenever you have the adjustment justice card as a growth symbol, it is best year to bring what has been out of balance into your life back into balance. It is a good time to balance financial and legal considerations, the scales, attend to health, the four prolonged pillars in the background of the card, and to implement new ideas in practical ways. Adjustment years. Oh, wait, this is the year. I'm reading the wrong thing. Be kind, rewind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also want to show you guys something before we get show off. Me. I, I'm going to go get it. I'll be right back. All right. Once again, talking about Margo with the good books. Yeah. She mm. got me this tarot and astrology workshop uh, workbook. Mm-hmm. And Sweet. it's really, really cool because not only does it have the Rider Waite Smith, but it also has the Thoth. You can't see it, but Woo! it has all the Thoth meanings in it also. Sweet. Uh, so, and also the Tarot Day Marsili. Marseille. <laughs> Yes, there you go. Uh, So it has all of that info in it. And it also connects all of the astrology things as well. And since we're talking about tarot now, it just made me think of it. And I think you should get this book, Rachel. Labyrinthos. Mm. Which is amazing. I always look to them for tarot info. Mm -hmm. So anyway, did you find what you were looking for, Rachel? No. I don't know. Like, I'm like, why is everything not... It's okay. I feel like I'm being fucked with right now. I hate that feeling. (laughs) Because all of a sudden, like, I feel like the part that I normally read from this book, like, doesn't exist in this book. Oh. That's weird. Because it was not, yeah, I'm, like, having a moment. Uh, Because there's the growth symbol. There's the visual affirmations and meditative symbol, which, like, that, you know, is one of the things. And then says the Empress as a lifetime symbol, but that's none of those are what we're you're experiencing a live Mandela effect mm-hmm. right now, folks. 
I really am. We've shifted timelines. (laughs) Yeah, because it doesn't, the part that I normally would read does not exist in this book. Maybe that's what was happening with that noise. We switched timelines. I don't like it. This has been, this happened yesterday. Was yesterday? Two days ago. I was driving somewhere and it was like 11 or it's like 12 o'clock, right? And then like I went into the store. I got all the things that I needed. I got back into my car and it was like 11.58. Oh, ew. And I was like, how is that? It was just 12 o'clock. I'm having, I'm having moments. My eyes are getting watery. I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, okay. So anyway, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the affirmations for the emperor. We're just, this is what we're going to do. The, the affirmations for the emperor says, I give wisely and receive wisely. I enjoy leadership positions where I can model ideas and feelings that are equally honored and respected. Hmm. I value the healing power of beauty, harmony, and love. And I realize that the capacity to receive is equally as powerful as the capacity to give. I I think that that makes sense for Libra. I love, I think that that's just big Venus energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's more, like, inspiration Mm -hmm. to do better and feel better. Where in the affirmations for justice, it's a little bit more of the shadowy side. Mm -hmm. You know, I honor my word and commitments. I value being truthful in difficult situations. Like, It marries the the light and the dark between the two. Yeah. The yeah. other thing, though, that I find really interesting, so the Thoth deck is very, has a lot of Egyptian influence in here, mm-hmm. and it's the Egyptian god of law that's featured. Hmm. It's not... Anubis. Yeah, it's not Anubis. It says, this Egyptian goddess plays an important part in the judgment of the dead. Either herself or her feather is placed in the scales opposite the heart of the dead person in order to test its truthfulness. So that's interesting. But the one thing that I love about the deck is that this is actually the only other card where the Ace of Swords also appears, but it's facing down. Mm. So she's like mm. in a diamond. Mm. And you can see, I'll oh. send you the picture, Asa, so you can post it. Yeah. It says the perfectly shaped circles are symbols representing formulated ideas or thoughts. This is the integrating, balancing, and synthesizing mind, which is often expressed through writing, research, and design. The adjustment adjustment card is also the only card where the Ace of Swords appears on another symbol other than its own card. Here, the Ace of Swords is facing downward, symbolizing the application of creative ideas in tangible, useful ways, where the Ace of Swords moment is your aha moment. It's literally bringing it from being the as above, so below type, Mm -hmm. like transmuting it down into like through the tree of life, through the different four stages of existence and from the higher power then into material. Yeah. Wow. I feel like all of that is going to be really hard to edit because my brain literally is still just thinking about how stuff missing. It's okay. (laughs) Just cut, just cut it all, and just put it at the end as a blooper. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> I'm struggling right now. I don't yeah. blame you. No, that's really I hate those feelings. I 
understand where you were coming from with like the Libra, the Empress being just very Visunian, which it totally is. In my opinion, I see Venus more in Libra than I do in Taurus a lot of the time. And I think that's because Venus energy is so fluffy and airy and loving, and it does have that side of rigidity to it, but it's the fluffy parts are the only parts that are really seen or talked about a lot of the time. So I do find it interesting that the two cards that represent Libra are the fluffiness, but also the reminders of making sure that you stay true to yourself and true to your word and true to what you need moving forward. So you're not living in this fluff all the time. So I feel like it's really easy for Libras to, to stay in their minds, you know, air signs in general, it's really easy to just live in your brain all the time. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you don't. Um, not at all. Five Gemini placements. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to process up there mm-hmm. in that dome of yours. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> it's I like was going to say. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Tab. So the Justice card <laughs> and the Empress card, I thought, showed to the to the duality of Libra very well. You know, you have like that super decision making, like clear cut type of thing, and then you have the aesthetic side because there is uh, Libras love a good aesthetic. So I just thought that it showed the two sides of Libra pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Libra season, get out there, do the thing. Look at how beautiful nature is Mm -hmm. as it transitions and realize that you are just as beautiful. Oh, so cute. Make decisions. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. make decisions and treat yourself make decisions <laughs> and treat yourself <laughs> we are out of mercury retrograde we're still in the shadow um yeah yeah but that's fact. there are still six planets in retrograde also so don't forget that if you're feeling funky it's okay or if yeah. things just magically disappear out of books yeah that's <laughs> still really weird it's my brain yeah. hurts i i'm sorry I just feel like I'm about to burst out into tears. <laughs> I don't Listen, believe you. If you have to, but you like, have I'm to. Like, Go ahead. I know. Like it's I don't think it's gonna happen. Oh. But like that's like... how I feel. Like I yeah. feel like my like eyes just I do I have Macy broken eyes? <laughs> you might. <laughs> Is this what Macy feels like all the time. <laughs> uh. Oh wow. I hate that feeling. What just happened? I don't know. But I hope you guys got something out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit got oh really God. weird for a minute there. So <laughs> they did learn how to spot a bastard by a star sign. So they, they okay. did learn how to find a Libra. Bastard. Facts. Okay, so uh, you can find us <laughs> on social media. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Instagram and Facebook is the two Geminis and a Leo. Yeah. Join the Astro Lounge. Go join the Astro Lounge. Go buy yourself some tea. Come party with us. Mm. Go buy yourself a Libra tea. Let me just say. Did you buy things? I bought things. The Libra mug and the Libra tea. It slaps. Are my favorite so far. Function of Flora. 
Floor, yeah, floor, floor and, and function. function. Floor and function, whatever. You know, it's the same thing. Nothing oh. is fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's real. I think okay, it's flora. Like, I think it's flora dash and dash function.com. Well, they are, and they're also linked in our show notes. So yeah. you can check Sarah out. Sarah's amazing. I'm actually drinking out of my Aries mug today. My Aries mm-hmm. moon mug. I got the cutest little things at the purpose. She has such magical. cute stuff. And I, yeah. so last year we did a trade, uh, an astrology reading for some of her wares. And I got this really amazing incense burner from her and she mm. made more. And I'm so excited for everybody to go buy them, go buy the incense burner. It's so cool. It's so it burns. So the incense sticks, it's two parts and the incense sticks up on top so that it catches all the ashes. And then underneath is like, you could pour the ashes into it to save for later to like throw the ashes out later and it is amazing also because i like to keep my sticks to use them for when i'm doing herbs when i don't have a charcoal disc Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i use it to like kind of like make a little campfire so (laughs) because of that i can keep all my sticks in there which is pretty cool so that is the cutest thing i've ever heard in my life it is the best a little campfire (laughs) i use my incense burner every single day multiple times a day it's the best thing ever and you can also you can put I the see columns it? in there yeah sure it's messy because there's incense in it but let me go i don't care she also makes the birthday oh. candle holders that i got which is top notch yeah a little spell little beep, beep, beep. yeah yeah so this is what it looks like and then this part comes off and that's where the incense live like the the empties and then this is all has stuff in it but this is the top part of it there's a little bunch of incense on it right now so yeah. it looks really messy but it's super cool oh <laughs> i keep a a goldstone sphere in my incense so um for absolutely no reason at all other than i like the way that it rolls around in here so <laughs> keep it in there uh but anyway so this is the top it has the hole in it has the hole in the bottom and then actually within this there's also it's not like a hole but she does make a little indent so that the incense stick can also like indent into right the there. bottom part does that make sense oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. um so first everyone go listen to when Sarah is on Your Average Witch, because they yes. a live at Anahata, so that should be uh, posting at some point. I don't know. But I want to apologize to Sarah in advance, because she's now going to have to make a bunch of these, because they're not on her website. No. <laughs> she's in the process of making them right now. She posted yeah. something about it the other day, so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I'm like, I want one of these right now. and uh, <laughs> It's honestly the okay. coolest thing. I love it so yeah. much so much yeah, she made just the stuff that she makes is just so i got a cute little jar innovative her on it with what a little jupiter on there oh so cute yeah she mm. makes the best things there's so many amazing vendors also this year at the purpose now that we're back mm, on yeah. purpose talk um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah wow. Lauren i'm function. sorry that, that really just unhinged me and i feel just totally disheveled it's okay. I don't blame you. I'm glad that it happened on the podcast because yeah. now we have proof. Because you've read from that book fully for multiple yeah. seasons, every season yeah. since Gemini season. So 
Ew, what if we go back and like listen to it and like they're not there anymore? Ew. Yeah, like a part, like I want to go back and re-listen, but I'm, I am I need to give myself some time. Yeah, Tabitha, that's your job. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> like my brain can't even remember what the other part, like what that section was called. Ugh. I hate it. I don't like I it. I do too. I hate it a lot. CERN, they're like, you fuck with me, I'm a fuck with you. I know. Maybe we shouldn't send the stickers. Maybe we shouldn't send the stickers anymore. You're like, you fuck around, you find out, bitch. (laughs) The amount of fuck around versus the amount of find out. (sighs) Hell hell CERN. uh, Yeah, that. <laughs> and uh we'll be back next time and yeah. we're gonna talk about jeff goldblum's chart and we're gonna also yeah, talk about how he up. came to visit us at the live show but maybe we could just get that part of it and we can maybe stick it on the end of the i don't know if it if... literally recorded oh there's video casey took video of it okay perfect okay. so we can we could put it on the social yeah. means. Casey's got videos that she posted of me handing out the sheets of paper, yelling at people not to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> and there is absolutely photos of me holding up Jeff Goldblum and Perfect. getting like excited. Yeah. I'll thank you, Casey, from Casey's yeah. Corner. Yes. And thank you. Uh, thank you, Grace Cabin, for lending mm. us the beautiful, beautiful Goldblum. What a blessing. What a blessing, indeed. Life finds a way, you know. <laughs> and for and for letting us read your stories about what was happening in that picture. Oh my god, the best! I can't, I can't get the good boy story out of my head. <laughs> it lives there forever. Good boy, boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good folks. Boy. Ast- All right, on that gonna, note, like, make my body. Yeah, yeah. Astro hose out. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media. We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook, also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo. And you can shoot us an email at Two Gemini One Leo. Yeah, five five Virgo. Uh, wow, not Virgo. If you had five Virgo placements, this podcast would not be happening. Um, <laughs> wow. Are you okay? No. One well. Oh no. <laughs> not even a little bit. No. Oh, you can see my face is like blushing. I'm like, oh no, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, that's what editing is for. Anyway. Um, <laughs>